Welcome to Rethink Retirement. This is a Next Up podcast to help anyone planning ahead and looking for ideas in retirement or unretirement, as we like to call it. I'm Victoria Tomlinson. And I'm Trevor Hatton. We're hearing stories from people who are using their skills and their experience in different ways as they move into unretirement. So, Brige, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us here. Thank you. And we're looking forward to your story, really. You're Chief Executive of Hertfordshire Chamber of Commerce. When I heard your story, you've almost created your own role. I think this will be really interesting to people who are leaving one kind of corporate life and thinking, what do I do next? And you've built up a and sold a tech logistics business. You almost said, is this it? What do I do next? For most of us, we start our working life and we, we're all trying to get to the top of the tree. So we all climb the corporate ladder, but we never think about the climb down. I was very much the same. You know, I worked for large corporates. I started off in a small family run company and then I went to a large corporate. And then I had the super whizzy idea, let's do this for myself, which was a tough journey. That's another story. And then an opportunity came to sell that business. And it was a bit premature, but it was right at the time for the business. But for me personally, no, it wasn't. I think I was looking forward to having a rest. I hadn't thought of it as retirement. I thought it was going to be a rest. And I think after about eight weeks, I didn't have an identity. I wasn't a a business leader anymore. I didn't own a company. I missed all the challenges. I'm not a mother, so I wasn't a grandmother. And I hadn't planned. I hadn't planned. I thought, you know, if you don't plan, you're very hard to enjoy yourself. That's disarmingly honest of you, Breeze. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So what did you do? Well, I sat there for a little while. And actually, I think it really plays with your head. And you start to go downhill very quickly. I'd been a member of a country club for many years. So I popped down there and then realised I didn't actually fit on a daily basis. I was going to be very old before my time. And I did actually phone many charities to say, look, with all the contacts, I could be a great fundraiser for you. You know, I phoned the CEOs. I went straight to the top and they said, oh, it's fabulous. Somebody local will contact you. Well, nothing happened. Another month went by. And then you actually feel more depressed because you think, actually, nobody wants me. I'm of no use anymore. And then I thought, I'll phone the Chamber of Commerce because I had been a member for many years and just said, if anybody wants my help for free, you know, I'm, I'm available. And I do think people get a bit nervous when you say it's for free. So nothing came from that. And then I I didn't give up. I called them again and said, look, actually, maybe it's not for free. I need to do something. And they said, "Okay, Breeze, we've got lots of contacts. Do you have a CV? Well, when you've run a business for 10 years, no, you don't have a CV. It's really hard when you're going up the corporate ladder. You can talk about yourself and you can put stuff on paper that makes you sound exciting. When you've sat for two, three months doing nothing, you haven't got the same zing when you're writing that down. So I did my best. It wasn't a great CV, I promise you. It was rubbish. But I sent it over and I waited. And so this journey started from the May. We're now in September. And I'm thinking winter's coming. I won't be gardening. It's going to be dark evenings. This is going to get even harder. And then I said to my partner, who was the CEO of another company, why don't you give up your job and then we can do stuff together? We had no plan either, which he did. He had to give six months. So he did that in September. 
And then I'm online looking at holidays and looking at, you know, let's go here, let's go there. And then I got this email from the chamber said, you have been shortlisted for the role and we'll be holding interviews in January, but it didn't say what the role was. So I had to Google that. And I seen it was for the CEO's role. And Martin said, you're going to go for that. And I said, you know, nothing more than the process. I think it will be fun to go through the process. I think it'd be good for me. And, you know, the fact they didn't put the title of the job in the email to me, I think they could do with a bit of help. So I did the interview and I'm not their usual type. I'm not a political animal. I'm more of a business person. I'm commercial. Blow me down, they gave me the job. So I started that in the March and it was a new team. It was a role that was much wider than running a business. It is a business, but you've got to be out there with all the stakeholders, whether that's government, local government, the Lord Lieutenancy. There's lots of stakeholders, more than I, you know, most of these people I've never even heard of, the LEP. I, I think I did rock up to their office and said, I don't know what you do which shocked them. But from then I built relationships and that's what business is about. And I started having a ball. I really did. And I'm still having a ball. Even through the pandemic, that was not an easy gig at all, as it wasn't for many businesses or employees. But, you know, you get through. It's another challenge. If you're a business leader, you're used to getting the challenge, dealing with the challenge and coming out the other side. So I'm loving it. I'm having a great time. So, Breesh, I came across you, I did a bit like you, we wrote to all sorts of organisations helping entrepreneurs. And I said to you that we're working with a very large international professional firm. And we want to do a session where they mentor young, well, doesn't have to be young, but startup entrepreneurs, if you like. And you were the only one who's actually replied to us from that cold call, which is in itself interesting. I'd like to come back to this whole people answering and not and missing opportunities. But you came back and you then said how you had started something with entrepreneurs. So you had a whole pool of them for us to work with. Talk to us a bit about that and how you got that going. I think it's wonderful, by the way. So in the March of the pandemic, we sent everybody home from the chamber. We started working from home and I was sat in the garden having a cup of tea and it crossed my mind if I was starting Luna again and I had to put my house on the line to get the funding, would I do that again? And at that time, we didn't think the pandemic was going to be anything more till the summer. Would I actually start a business? And I thought, yes, I would. I'd take that risk, not knowing what was coming down the, the line. And I thought, but how many people wouldn't? How many people would be scared? That may have been their dream, their plan for the last three years or six months. So came up with the idea of an entrepreneur. First of all, it was a circle. I wasn't quite sure. And I, I put it on paper called The Big Idea. And I still got that bit of paper with my scribbles. And then it came to me that actually we've got some very good business leaders in Hertfordshire, philanthropic, that have seen every challenge over maybe 40 years. This would not scare them. They might be worried, but it would not scare them. And so I approached six of those businesses, those leaders, and, you know, they loved the idea. So they all came on board as founders. And then Robert Voss, our Lord Lieutenant in Hertfordshire, said, I'd love to be involved. So he's our figurehead. And then I thought, right, what are we going to actually offer? So it was support. How do you start a business? The legal requirements, the banking requirements, the PR, the marketing, just structure, infrastructure, processes, everything that you need. 
that you could probably pick up a book or Google. But then a bit more than that, it's about the mentoring of those businesses. When you do a one-to-one with a business who's starting up, that's where you get, oh, it sparks fly. And when you put them all in a room together, we had to do it on Zoom, even better. It really is an exciting venture. And then we went out for call to action for entrepreneurs to apply in the October last year. Been running it a year. 29 entrepreneurs came forward that had either just an idea or they were trading. Out of those 29, we've just done another round of one-to-one calls with them. I would say we've probably got nine or 10 that have done incredibly well and will go on. So they'll be the legacy of the founders who came on board with me back in two, you know, 2020. And it's fun to do. And I think you have to constantly reinvent yourself. And that's what I would say to anyone who's thinking of, you didn't call it retiring, but uh, not working. Got to think about the reinvention because that keeps you young. That's really uh, inspiring, Breeze. Thank you. It's very clear to me that you get a big kick out of helping people. I'm very interested to hear about help you got, particularly, you know, people you talk to either personally or professionally. Um, You know, what kind of support did you need in, in getting to where you are? Well, I think I was very lucky to start with a family run company. I really do, because I learned the business inside out from the very bottom to the very top, because I ended up being a director of that company. And then again, I reinvented myself. I went to work for a large corporate. I hadn't got a Scooby-Doo what I was doing. I was in the boardroom thinking I'm going to get called out in a minute. But actually, I did six years for them and did very well. And then with the business, starting a business, again, I didn't have a clue. I made huge mistakes, but corrected them as I went along. The one thing I would say, whatever you do, you have to be authentic. You have to be truthful to yourself and to people around you. And I've been lucky that the people I've bumped into along the way have helped me because most people do want to help other people. They want to see success around them. And success attracts success and it attracts people that want to follow and and be part of it. A funny story, when Brexit was around, when we were before we did the vote, I got a call from Parliament one night, 10 o'clock at night, saying we would like a minister to come to your business tomorrow to talk about Brexit. And I said, oh, which minister? Oh, we can't tell you that. That's top secret. But you'll know 15 minutes before he arrives, he or she arrives. Immediately, I'm Googling who's the minister for transport, who's the minister, because nobody knows all this stuff. Actually, it was George Osborne. And George Osborne came to Luna and he made a sat nav because that was one of the products that we did. And it was great publicity. We had Sky, the BBC, everybody there. And it was the parting comment from George Osborne that has stuck with me. He said to me, is there anything that I can do or the Conservative government can do for you and your SME version. I said, George, I'm going to be completely honest. You haven't done much for me up to date. And actually, I figured out a long time ago, if I want something doing, I do it myself. And he laughed and said, I wish more people were like you. And that's how it ended. We shook hands. I gave him a lunar mug and I did tell him to make sure that he declared it. And then I got a lovely (laughs) handwritten letter back a week later saying how much he enjoyed the visit. So I was myself, even though he was the Chancellor, I was just myself. I think that's what breeds success. If you are yourself, people genuinely want to help you. 
I love that story, Breege. And it, it's interesting, though, that when we started Next Up, we were looking at who were we going to help on the target market. And at that time, I didn't think we would be helping entrepreneurs because my gut instinct is, having been this journey myself, you have to reinvent yourself so many times. I sort of felt, well, they're going to know how to do this. But actually, from what you're saying, and now I've come across a few others, and we've interviewed a few on the podcast, actually, this journey is no easier for somebody who's been an entrepreneur. You may have had to reinvent the business, but as I say, I think that's different. Sorry, as as I say, you said, that's quite different from reinventing yourself. It's the first time maybe you've had to promote yourself as an individual rather than promote a business, which feels more comfortable. Would, Would you agree with that? I would. And the personal bit, when you're doing business, it's about getting the contract, making it work, making everybody happy, that all the stakeholders that are involved, including your staff. And actually, you put all your energy into your staff because you haven't got a business unless you've got a good team. Yeah. You're kind of left out of it in a way. You're completely on your own. You have to look at yourself. And it's really hard not to be critical when you're a business leader because the one person you beat up more than anybody is yourself. Yeah. And it's hard to celebrate your successes because you always celebrate the business's successes, which is not personal. But when it comes to celebrating personal successes, most of us have got a bit of humility and we're humble. We're just not used to doing that. So going back to Trevor's question earlier on when he was asking about support, normally we're asking this about the support that you've got for your unretirement, if you like. So did you get much support then? What did that feel like? What was sort of the emotional journey like at that time? Well, there wasn't really any support. Where do you go to? Because actually there's a part of you that feels, I maybe should have thought about this in advance. I should have planned something. So you feel a bit of a failure. And it's debilitating. It is debilitating because you do not have a journey mapped out. And... When you start your journey in your career, you don't know everything. And I still don't know everything. But at least when you get to sort of 50 or something, you you know enough. And actually, the more you know, the worse it is. (laughs) Because you can't go backwards. You can't start again at the bottom of the ladder. And I know some people might do. It's finding the niche. And it's really, really hard. And you, you might look around your peers and see them all blissfully happy you know, with grandchildren or going on cruises, whatever it might be that they're into. And if you don't fit the mould, if you're a square peg in a round hole, you're left out. Can I just pick up on a few things, Breeze, because I'm interested to capture what you've learned that you would tell other people, you know, about your journey. And you, you talked a bit about never giving up, you talked a bit about reinvention. You talked about, I wish I'd had a plan or a map or something. What what other little gems <laughs> have yeah. you learned along the way that, that you would tell someone else who's just about to start? Well, I think it's what you're doing is really, really invaluable because if we start talking to people 10 years before retirement, then they're going to have a much better idea. And I wished I'd thought about that because we all wish for retirement at some point in our lives. But particularly if your business isn't doing well, you think, gosh, I wish I could get out of this. I wish I could sell it or I wish I was retiring or if you're in the corporate world, well, I've only got five years to go and then I won't have this hassle. But actually you have a different hassle. Everything you do has a challenge. It has joy and it has a challenge. It's light and shade, whatever you do. So 
I think it's really important that people think about it. And it's great if you're if you've got, a, you know, a whole brood of children and that, that's what you're into. Or if you've got a hobby that takes you bird watching to Venezuela or wherever. But if you haven't, if you've put all, all your eggs in one basket in the business or, or your workplace, there's a huge gap. So it's getting a balance before you actually get to retirement. It's having other interests. Actually, Breeze, you say this about if you've got a brood of children or you've got a hobby or whatever. I mean, it's interesting. I'm sure Trevor will say in a minute, he says golf is his passion, but it's a treat. And actually, you can't, you don't want to go and do it all day, every day, because then it's no longer a treat. And actually, what we have found is, even if you've got the brood of children and the hobbies and things, it's not enough on its own. And what it's missing is a sense of purpose, a reason to get up in the morning, which sometimes, okay, your children may be enough or grandchildren or whatever. But what you have created here seems to me purpose in spades. So talk to me about I mean, does it fulfill you? It feels like it's massively fulfilling. I mean, this entrepreneur bit for me is a bit that captures that. But also, what do you see that as going forward? How, where do you see your life mapping out ahead now? Have you got a plan in place now for the next stages of your life? Victoria, don't be silly. Of course I haven't. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, in, I'm in chamber mode. I'm, you know, this is, this is my life. And meeting you has made me think, you're going to make the same mistake again, Bridge, if you're not careful. And, and, you know, this isn't my business. I'm the custodian. I mean, it's been going 100 years, so I'm just the custodian. It's all about the members and the team that make the chamber successful. OK, it's great if you've got a leader that really believes in it and gets 100% behind it. So there is a point where I will have to think, what is it that I'm really going to do when, you know, when this journey finishes? And it's, it's only just started in my mind because it was only 2019. And I'm kind of scratching 2020 out because it wasn't a normal year at the Chamber. We couldn't go out and meet people. So we've, we've re, rebooted and we're doing all of that again. It's really hard to think what's your next thing when you're enjoying what you're doing. It is yeah. really hard because you're focused on where you are and you can see how you make the mistake of not planning I'm nearly 60, but I feel so young. I don't want to not be working. I think it's important for me. I've got one of those business minds. I have to be doing something in business. So I think, you know, if it's not at the chamber, it will be somewhere else, but I'll certainly be still doing business. And, you know, along my journey with the chamber, I've met some of our founders are over 70 and they're still in the business. All right, they're not doing the day-to-day -day stuff, but they're still at that top level. And, you know, there's always NED roles as well that, you know, if you get a bit older, but you've got a vast range of experience, there's always that, that route as well. So there's lots of possibilities. And, you know, that's why life's joyful, isn't it? Because if it was just coming to a crashing end, they wouldn't get up and, and you know, go out and do the job every day. So, yeah, no, I think it's about making things work for you in the best way that you can. That's Absolutely wonderful. Those people listening on the podcast won't be able to see Breeze, but she's sitting on Zoom with a Chamber of Commerce background, which has probably some, not all, the Chamber of Commerce members' logos on it. Well, you they're know. actually our patrons, Trevor. These oh, are our patrons. Excellent. But I just thought it's so great to see you 
kind of surrounded by the, the companies that you support and uh, really embedded in, in that role. And what you said was inspiring. So thank you so much for that. It was wonderful. Thank you. Well, thank you both and you, Victoria. And I'm really looking forward to your event in November. Thank you. And um, meeting some of the people who are thinking of stopping work. We're not going to call it retiring. You will meet some of our entrepreneurs as well. Well, I've been interviewing them to, to find the challenge for the professionals to work with them on in this session. And I have to say they are inspiring. And I love the interviews. I just love working with people who've got an idea just like you have, Breege, have got an idea and then make something happen. And you absolutely sum up what I passionately believe in, which is we passionately believe in, that we've got a whole generation of extraordinary skills at the moment, which I don't think this country is using. I can't bear the thought that you might not have been uh, found by any of the charities or the chamber or anybody. And then what a waste. You are turning things around for the chamber, I know, and you're making such a difference to those entrepreneurs. Breeze, we wish you every success in what you're doing. If we can help you, please ask. And I know that you're going to inspire lots of people. And they would have thought that you'd have endless plans because you're a businesswoman. And it's reassuring to everybody that even the most successful actually don't get that bit right. So thank you very much, Breeze. You're you. very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I thought that was a fantastic story that I was struck by, you know, how vulnerable she felt when she actually stopped working and how, as ever, you know, you send out requests and put yourself out there and you don't hear anything. You know, know. People, people just don't come back to you and that's really discouraging. But the other thing that I really liked was she just didn't give up, you know. I know. She, she, was, she knew she had skills there yeah. and she knew this is going to help somebody. I'm going to find someone to help. But, do you know, that really worries me because, again, there were so many stories in here that led to my starting next up that people like Breeze would say, I went and offered my help to schools, to colleges, universities, to businesses, to charities, and I just didn't get a reply. And I, I kind of feel like I, I have a feeling like some of those chief execs of charities might be quite sad if they were to hear this and to think, oh, nobody got back in touch with her. And I don't know what's happening here. I guess people have their day jobs. It's sort of something your chief exec gives you, get back in touch with, and then you're busy. But I just feel like we have got to do something better with that. Yeah, I, I agree. And the other thing, we, we touched on Martin but <laughs> left, him, left him slightly dangling yes we did uh, we picked up with Breeze after the recording Martin gave up his job you know a full-time job around the same time that she did in order oh, yes. and you know Martin now is the kind of local handyman does jobs for himself jobs for other people does his share of the cooking but basically when she got the job you know he was her support both personally and professionally so she described it as having you know two chief executives of yeah. the chamber of commerce there's a lovely way of putting it yes i think that was quite important bit because poor old martin gave up his job to support her and then suddenly she takes on this more than full-time role so i was slightly worried that he might have been a bit put out but as she said he just supported her and now has his own role and found his niche 
And he was actually quite glad to give up the lot of driving that his job involved. So, phew, that's all right. We've got a, a happy couple there still. I think really the other bit that I got from Brige, it was that bit when she said, I felt a failure and it was debilitating. And these words worry me because, well, in fact, just recently I was working with a group of lawyers and they asked me if on the programme, so I was talking to each one individually before they started on the programme, two of them said, could you look at dealing with rejection and failure when you're unretired? And I thought that was quite insightful, to be honest, even thinking that far ahead that you probably will have to. But what I said was, well, it's only failure and rejection if you set yourself up that it will be failure and rejection. And I think it's really important at this stage to look at it as being trial and error. And I caught up with somebody who went to one of our programs two years ago, just this morning. He, I mean, he's having so many conversations. He's got lots of things in the pipeline that may or may not happen. And he's a year and a bit on, and he's not got anything specific, really, apart from a, a voluntary role. But he definitely said, this is all worth it. It will happen. Something will happen. But it's a reminder that this can take most people I see, it's kind of three to five years after they retire, before they go, I've got where I want to be. So I guess Breeze's was about a year, really, wasn't it? Actually, it's quite a lot quicker than most people. And not to be put off if it's taking you quite a long time to get where you thought, which you haven't thought about or whatever you had in your mind, really. She kind of took opportunities that came her way and made the most of them. She didn't have... I want to be the chief executive of the Chamber of Commerce in her head. When it came, she was like, I'm going to get this. (laughs) Yes. And they ring up and say, you've shortlisted for the role. And she's going, what role? (laughs) She had applied for one, but she didn't know that she was in the game. So uh, never mind, I'm not phased by that. Right, okay, that's the role. I guess that's also part of the lesson, isn't it? When things do land in your lap, you grab them. And they may not look anything like you thought you were going for or wanted, but actually make it work for you. Oh, well, that that was kind of very uplifting. So I guess if you also want to be uplifted, please do subscribe to our podcast. Go to next-up.com. Don't forget that hyphen. And you'll find lots of other tips and stories to help you find inspiration and maybe to plan ahead, perhaps, if you're thinking in advance that so many people want to do. That's great. And thank you for joining us, Victoria said. Please go to our website, next-up.com. Don't forget the hyphen. And we will see you next time with another inspiring guest. Thank you. Thanks.